Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we're here for another week, which is very, very exciting. Guys, it's so early. It's literally quarter to eight and I am really struggling to wake up at the moment. This is very boring to admit, but I cannot fall asleep at the moment. I feel so anxious when I'm falling asleep. There's so many things going around my head and my heart, honestly. It's being so fast that it's just, I'm really struggling to go to sleep at the moment. Which means that like waking up in the morning is really hard like i could have slept for like at least another four hours definitely 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 but you know it's fine we're here this podcast has taken me by surprise i will not be ashamed to admit it it is wednesday morning right now and i have only just realized that i have to record an episode for this week because now because i'm gonna be in manchester tomorrow i'm not gonna do it sunday because friday because i'm gonna be hungover saturday probably won't manage it the thing is the thing that's annoying is that i have to wake up early to make the houses quiet and i'm not gonna want to wake up early on saturday i can just tell i'm just not gonna want to do it and also i don't want to record a podcast with louis in the room because i can't do it i cannot do it i cannot watch anyone listen to the podcast i cannot think that there's anyone else listening to the podcast i honestly just have to pretend it's just me and you and that's fine that's all i can really cope with mentally it makes me feel so cringe makes me feel like oh no thank you no thank you but let's do a little life update of the past four days well by the time you've listened to this i will be in manchester i'll be home from manchester probably that's sad i haven't seen my boyfriend for like a month now which is so long which has been hard, I'm not going to lie, like, long distance is hard, it's really, really hard, and it's harder this year, I think this year's been the hardest year that we've done it, because it's so, so busy, so many things are going on, and, like, life is so hectic, that it's so hard to fit everything in, and, like, even just calling each other, I found that so tricky recently, to, like, fit time in for it, and, like, try not to call before bed, and things like that, but, I am really, really excited to go and see him, especially because it's my reading week at the moment. It's kind of, it's nice to go when life's a little bit less stressful. Saying that, I say life's a little bit less stressful, but I got so overwhelmed and stressed about this essay that I have to write. And it's so silly because I literally have six weeks to write it. But you know me, I like a little bit of panic in my life. And so I need to stop stressing about it and just realise that I've started it now. And that's a really good thing. I don't know whether this podcast episode is going to be about seasonal depression or life in your 20s. I'm yet to decide, but we're going to see as the podcast goes. I feel like they're very, they're not super overlappy, but I've got a concept behind why I want to overlap. So anyway, I stopped talking about the life update. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah, Manchester's going to be really fun. I always get, I don't know, I feel a little bit nervous about going. I don't know why. I just feel a little bit nervous. I also feel a bit like, you know, I've been staying in this bubble, like my London bubble, for like two months now, and I haven't left yet. And now leaving, I'm a bit like, oh, I don't want to go because I love it so much, but I know it'll be really nice when I get there. And also, absence makes the heart grow fonder, so it's going to make me love London even more which is exciting because i do miss it also it's gotten really cold really fast here and now all of a sudden it feels like all winter it's cold it's rained every day it's just not not the one but what have i done this week so on sunday i went to columbia road flower market as you all saw on my instagram i got soaked but i had a really nice time and i got frankie my new plant 
and she's thriving. She's doing great. I'm really scared I'm going to kill her, but I don't think I will. I, I can see me and her having a good, long-lasting relationship together. She's a bird of paradise. She cost me £20, and she's great. I love her. I'm excited for our future together. I love a plant. I feel like it makes my room feel just better. Just, just a bit nicer, you know? It just feels put together. And then we made an incredible roast dinner on Sunday. It was beautiful. It was so great. My housemates are great cooks and I just provide, I just provide entertainment. That's my role in the house. And then on Monday, I had loads of work to do. So I had like, you know, when you have one of those days, it's just like a big working day, like a big sit at the computer, see how much we can get done. And I actually managed to get loads done and I did my volunteering work for that policy thing that I'm doing. So I was really happy about that. I don't know if I've spoken about this, but I'm doing this volunteering thing with Oxford University. I'm sorry you're going to be able to hear the shower now because everyone's starting to wake up. This is why I should have done the podcast earlier, but whoops. Um, I was just sleepy, guys. I couldn't manage it, okay? I tried to open my eyes as early as possible. Um, if you're, this is like just a little tip. When you're at university, sign up the mailing list and if they do any volunteering opportunities, take them. Please take them. Because this thing I do right now, it's like for two... It's like for three months or something. It's only an hour a week. And all I have to do is research different countries and the policies, their COVID policies, and like in the last 10 days, and input them into a database. It's not difficult, but it looks really good on your CV. And so many universities have so many different opportunities. And it's those types of things that set you apart from everyone else when you're looking for jobs. I did quite a few of them. So I've done the support for carers thing with Sylvia, who sadly passed away recently. That was really sad. Um, I did that and that was like a really good thing to build up my communication skills and not gonna lie that one wasn't really for beneficial I just really enjoyed doing that um, and now I've got this one I did that one with Leeds Museum as well where it's like curating their entomology collection which was good but um, I think the only thing with the volunteering thing is just make sure that it's like somewhat relevant to where you want to go in the future because it does take time and that was when I thought I wanted to do science communication which I don't want to do anymore I have made a bit of a 360 on that situation so just make sure that like it's quite that but then I guess that's a good thing it's a good way to try out different career paths and different areas you can work and see whether or not that is for you or whether it's not for you and see kind of see how you feel about it all really so then I did my intro I start I did a big plan and then I wrote my intro and I'm just finishing my intro for my essay today yesterday I had such a lovely day with my nana we I woke up and we went to the Royal Academy I went to the William Kettridge um exhibition which was really good I really enjoyed it it was like I don't know it's not my like favorite medium of art I think it was a lot like the pictures themselves were incredible he wrote he drew all in charcoal mainly about initially it was mainly about because he's from Johannesburg um he does a lot of work about the apartheid that's what his parents his parents were incredibly like very politically active like quite incredible political activists I think his his father won the Nobel Peace Prize um and so he did that and so <laughs> and so he did that no sorry I mean and so his parents did that and so he obviously had like a very political upbringing and he did a lot of his work based on what he saw living in Johannesburg the disparity between 
the black people and the white people and growing up and like some really interesting things that he did was he wrote he drew when he drew when he draw politicians for example he draw them as animals um so they might be like cheetahs or lions or like warthogs or something i don't actually thought i think any of them are lions i think they were like normally like not as nice animals not that lions are nice animals but i feel like they're more regal but like he would always choose quite sly animals and so that was really interesting and he does a lot of different films and he does a lot of animation and I've never seen an exhibition where it's just a lot of different types of animation but the animation that he does is it's so he'll have one piece of charcoal like one piece of paper and he'll draw one charcoal image and he will just like rub out and redraw and rub out and redraw over this one image and just takes photos as you go so it's that stop frame animation animation and he's done so many and they are incredible and it's kind of cool because he's done one for each like big period of his life, they're semi-autobiographical. And so they were really interesting to watch because I've never really seen anything like that before in like with the charcoal. Because the charcoal would leave a kind of, you could see the previous image underneath the original image. And I thought that was quite, I really liked that you could see kind of like the history of this. That you could see how the image was evolving as you were watching it, which I thought was really cool. Um... And he also, what else did he do? He's just created a lot of different types of films, a lot of different ways of thinking about. Like, he did this, I really like this one um, part of the exhibition, and it was his more recent work. And he'd done a lot of different landscapes in Africa. So, for example, there was on the Victorian Falls, Victoria Falls, and really intricately done, like he's an incredible artist. But on top of these really beautiful landscapes, He'd made them, like, he'd drawn this red pencil over them in specific areas. <clears throat> and it made them look like surveys. And it was a comment on how, in colonialism, um, people would go over to these incredible lands and look at them and look at their beauty. And really what they'd be searching for is something to call their own. And I thought that was a very clever take on it. I hadn't seen anything like that before. And so I really enjoyed looking at that. And then he also had this puppet show, which... I think it was really good. i not going to lie, I zoned out for part of it and I couldn't really follow the storyline of it. But the fact that he had this entirely kind of mechanical puppet show that ran every hour, it was incredible. Like The work and craftsmanship that had got into it was very impressive. I just zoned out a little bit, but it was really good. And I enjoyed the exhibition. I think there was a lot... The only thing with it was, because it was loads of different films, like in one room there were four different films going on. In the other room I watched another film, so I probably watched like ten films or something. I feel like my brain got a little bit overwhelmed with information. That's like an ADHD thing. Um, but I feel like my brain got very quite overwhelmed with that information, so it was really good. But I think if that had been really busy, it would have been very overwhelming. So the fact that it was empty made it really good. So I would recommend. I think they've got another exhibition coming on called Making Modernism. And that's going to be really good. And I'm excited to go see that because my nana's a guide. No, she's not a guide. Because my nana's a friend of the RA, it means that I can go free. So it's so good. And they have lectures and talks. So I'm going to get her to drag me along. I want to, her to take me. I know she goes all the time, but I want her to take me because I cannot afford to go in. It's 12. It's like £10 a go. No, I can't afford that. But I can afford a free one. So, yep, that's fine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What else am I done this week? Oh my god, my god. Had a midweek roast last night. It was incredible. It was actually incredible. Me and my housemate have worked out a new way to cook chicken. This is so boring and I'm so sorry, but I'm just going to tell you anyway. And it's incredible. 
like and also it's like got cream in it and everything it's it's the most beautiful roast I've ever had in my entire life it's like going to a, a restaurant would highly recommend I will send you all the recipe if you are interested. I say me and my housemate have worked out. I sent her the TikTok and she cooked it like that. And I think that's a joint effort. I think that is a joint effort. But on to the topic of this week's podcast. So this week we are going to be talking about getting through the winter months because literally it's starting to get darker so fast. Now I go to uni and I come back and it's pitch black and I can already see my mental health like going like, I can already feel it. I don't want to get out of bed as much. I just want to, I'm so much more tired. I just need to, I was just going to be like, I just need to chill. No, I need to do so many other things. But also it gets like 5pm and it's pitch black outside and I'm like, well, basically time for bed now, isn't it? basically time to go and sleep which is not the right way to be thinking about it because it is not time to sleep yet but I feel like it does definitely impact my mental health definitely I feel way less motivated to do things I feel at the end of the day I feel like I'm just not do you know what I mean like it's pitch black outside I'm just like oh okay well not all I can do now then this is I just need to go to bed or like I just need to finish work now like at the end of the day has happened and I find it really hard I also find it very like miserable makes me not really want to be outside and it's raining all the time and I find that really really tricky and so we're going to talk about the things that I've started doing to combat this because this month is going to be a good month so is December it's going to be a great month and I don't want us all to suffer and so these are the things that we're all going to collectively do to combat the winter months and also if you don't live in England and you're having a lovely summery time I'm just very jealous to be honest I'm just very very jealous because England in November and December England in January is about the most miserable month I have ever experienced. I hate England in January. At least December you have Christmas to look forward to. At least you have like a bit of like, oh, bit festive, feeling nice. January comes and you're just like, this is awful. This is a terrible experience. So I guess that's, that, at least we're not in that month. I guess that is a little positive. Okay, so the first thing I'm doing is I'm trying to make myself go for a walk at lunchtime. This didn't happen on Monday. On Monday, I actually didn't even leave the house. But that's okay. Oh, hello. Rude. On Monday, I actually didn't even leave the house because I was doing work. But when I'm at university, because I'm inside literally all day and there's no windows um, in any of the lecture theatre, it's a weirdly organised lecture theatre, I can't lie. Because there's no real windows... I just feel very like, oh, and then I walk home and it's dark and I go and it's dark and I just, I don't feel like I'm going out and seeing the sunlight ever. So the thing I'm doing differently this month is I'm going to start going for a walk at lunchtime and I would recommend that you do the same. I know a lot of us are at university and it can be hard to kind of like find a balance, but I think it really does help and I think it makes it feel like at the end of the day that you haven't just been inside all day, that you haven't just, because when it was light outside, I didn't feel as bad. It didn't feel as claustrophobic. It felt more, oh, but now it is and it's really hard. So that's the first thing. The second thing we're doing to combat the little seasonal sad time we're all going to have soon is to get enough sleep. I'm really struggling to sleep at the moment, being honest. I feel very anxious when I'm falling asleep. I'm finding everything very overwhelming and it's not that much fun. But I think getting enough sleep is so important. And that book that I'm reading on the importance of sleep is emphasising it even more. And so I'm really going to try and get eight hours. It's not going well. I just keep getting into bed and just rolling around and not being able to sleep in the slightest. My heart just feels like it's beating really, really fast and I get really anxious and really overwhelmed. 
and I just start thinking about everything that I have to do and I start planning different things to do and I know I'm meant to be sleeping at that point but it's just it just doesn't come naturally to me and I find that really really tricky and so this is something that I need to start prioritizing I think I need to start having like a bedtime routine but then I start getting stressed because I haven't done enough work or I haven't studied enough and I get this like burst of energy around 10 p.m where I get really productive which is not a good time to have a burst of energy because like you can't do much then because then I'll do something and then it'll set me back because then I'll be awake and then it's really tricky because then I can't go to sleep because now I'm awake thinking about everything and that doesn't that's not what we're doing and so the second thing we're going to do is we're all going to start a little nighttime routine this can be anything of what like whatever time you need to go to bed the hour beforehand I want you to get into bed and the things I've started doing every night is I've start I write out my goals I write out 10 things I'm grateful for, 10 good things that happened that day. And then I have a little journal entry in my diary. And I stopped writing these journal entries for ages. Just like it's not, there's no real journal prompts or anything like that. It's just, I just write about my day. Like I think yesterday was just like, today was a good day. I enjoyed work. I had a good roast dinner. And it was not like, it was very short. But having this routine of routinely writing my thoughts before I go to bed it has made me feel less overwhelmed. It's made me feel less like there's loads of bees in my head. That's a weird way to put it. <laughs> I meant buzzing. It meant there's less thoughts in my head, which I found really helpful. And I think having that like type of routine has been really good. I'm just really struggling to make myself go to sleep. Like I'll do all of these things and I'll just be lying in bed and it just doesn't come easily. But I'm hoping it will get better. I think as soon as I have done my essay, then I'll feel so much better about just life in general, to be honest. I think the other thing that we all need to start doing is when I when the winter months come, I get really lazy food-wise. I get really, really lazy cooking and making sure that everything is kind of sorted and organised. I, I just get a bit lazy with it all, to be honest. And I stop eating as well, and I stop eating as many vegetables, and I can see that it's just a slow decline. Because I think all of these things, when you stop doing them, they tend to indicate that you've stopped kind of caring as much recently, you know? Like when I... Sorry, I've just realised how far away I am from the um, mic. When I am stopping to eat as, like, as much good food, and I'm eating as much, it's just not eating what I normally eat or eating, like, the effort of food that I normally eat... I feel like it definitely indicates to me that my headspace is getting into it's like can't be bothered this is like not that much fun type of attitude and that's not a good thing to get into it's not a good thing to get into and I know it's just because it's dark outside and I just feel a bit miserable and so this month to combat it I'm going to be meal prepping I'm going to be meal prepping and meal planning and always cooking a meal that lasts two to three days because that's so helpful I'm then also going to be thinking about things that I can put in the freezer to make easy quick dinners when I don't want to cook I think it's about in this time period where you know you're going to be feeling a bit more under the weather it's about finding things that are like little cheat codes for yourself and for me a little cheat code is having like on the days where I do feel motivated to do stuff having cooking enough to then put one dinner in the freezer and then having that in and then it makes it like on the days when you're not you can still have a really good meal and I think that's been really really helpful I think sometimes we underestimate the moments of pockets of motivation that we can get I think it's okay not to feel motivated all of the time you don't have to feel motivated all of the time you just have to make a few decisions that help out future you I think especially when you're struggling I think just making one decision a day that helps future you that is enough you're not going to pick all of them but you're just going to pick one and that is something it's better than nothing I think this is the thing sometimes I think I have to do an 
all or nothing approach. Like even to work or studying or anything like that, I have to do everything all at once. And it's not the case, okay? You're only human. You're going to have dip days. You're going to have moments where you can't do it all. And that is okay. You're allowed to. It's fine. It's just there's so much pressure, but you will be okay. I think this is what I'm feeling at the moment. There's so much pressure mounting on my shoulders. And it's like, oh, no, please. I don't want to do any more work. I just want to... It's just so stressful. But I know it'll all be okay in the end. I know it will be. And you just kind of have to focus on that. And it's the same with, like, these winter months. You have to acknowledge that it's just happening because it's winter. It is just happening because it's winter. You are probably going to feel a bit more down over the next few months. But by doing these things by making we have a good sleeping pattern, by making sure that we are eating well, by making sure we maximise our time outside, I promise you it will help. The other things that I'm going to start doing, well, I say start, the other things that I am doing, my nails, and this can be, like, I just said my nails, that, that I have no linking sentence there. I mean, like, a thing that kind of perks you up a bit, like, that is a thing that makes you feel good about yourself. For some people, for me, it's getting, having nice nails. It makes me feel nice. For some people, it's, I don't know, taking the time to blow dry their hair. For some people, it's um, tidying their bedroom. I don't know. It's whatever the thing is that makes you feel kind of like more on track, like more like ready to face the day. For me, it's my nails. And guys, I've worked out a hack. So I got these really cheap. I got these like £1.50. Prim- no, actually, I think these were £2.50 Primark nails. And I got them and I just hated the colour of them. They just, they had this pattern, but they had a see-through backing and they just looked really weird on. And so I put them on and I just painted over them with my gel. And it honestly looks like I've had acrylics done for £2.50. It's incredible. They look really nice. I've got so many compliments on them. But rather than doing that, you know, whereas like you can cure your like fake nails under the lamp with um they yeah don't do that that turns out to be very dangerous for your nail bed because it breaks down the nail bed because the chemicals in the gel can't cure properly because they are not able to fully see the light so yeah don't do that that's not good we're not going to be doing that so instead i just use the nail glue and not gonna lie it's really good all of the ones that i did with the cure curing lamp with i'm just gonna call it the uv lamp they all fell off yesterday but the ones i did with um nail glue they have stayed on strong so that's exciting and they just look really nice and just feel very just feel very put together i feel like i'm doing okay it does annoy me when i'm typing though that is true and the final thing we're doing is we're holding ourselves accountable and we are being aware and being quite like just aware of how our mental health is doing i think this is the thing sometimes i can just ignore it and i can know that things aren't right and i can just kind of put it on the back burner and just not really think about it just like yep everything's fine i don't really want to think about it everything's fine no we're not doing that these months are going to be hard and they always are hard and everyone struggles with it and i think the thing is you've just got to be very self-aware and know when you're finding things hard know when things are starting to get overwhelming know when you're starting to put less effort into things because then when things start it's really easy to then kind of get back on track it's when you leave things for so long that they get so much more overwhelming and then it's really tricky and i think as i said the nighttime routine of writing every night helps me kind of be more aware of where my headspace is at and I think that's been one really big beneficial thing of it is more being more self-aware about where my headspace is at and where it's heading so that kind of like the where it's heading part I can tell when it's about to take a dip and so now I know when to take kind of like preventative action when to make myself do a workout when to make myself 
go for a walk, when to make myself a really nice dinner, when to call someone, when to open up to someone. All of these things are really important things to know. It's like having a toolbox of things you can do to get yourself through the months. Think about yourself as a little car and you're your own car mechanic and you've got to be aware of when something's about to break. And if you can see it's about to break and if you could change it a little bit early, it'll save you so much time in the future and so much money and so much effort, I promise you. Going through burnout for a week is not what you want. Being real, having a bit of a breakdown for a week, that's not what you want. What you want is just, you just want to get through, you just want to think of Christmas and nice things and it will all be okay. And by kind of being constantly self-aware about these different things that are going on, it massively, massively helps. So onto the questions for this week's podcast. The two questions that I'm going to do aren't really like, they weren't sent in as questions, they were sent in as podcast topics, but I don't think... I don't know if I could do an entire podcast on them, so I'm going to do them as questions instead. And so the first one was about starting off on social media. And I think my biggest advice for this, like I, I don't really feel like I have done it yet. Like I haven't, I know the following on TikTok has got bigger, which is so great. And like the podcast is getting bigger and everything, but like I still feel like I'm very much at the very beginning part of my journey with social media. I think the thing with it is, is when, if you do want to start off with it, first thing you've got to do is you've got to question like why do you want to start with it and I'm not saying that you shouldn't start with it I just think like what's the motivation I think social media right now is changing a lot and I think beforehand maybe you could just be like an influencer just being you whereas I think now a lot of things you kind of need to have like a thing that you're doing like you need a well in my mind anyway for me I wanted to have like I didn't just want to be like me I wanted to have the, the podcast and the TikTok accounts and kind of like the Instagram accounts of you've got mail and that was the thing that I was doing it for and I think if you are starting off in social media I think that is a thing that I found quite helpful is having you've got mail to kind of put my effort into because it almost felt like I was building up a brand rather than trying to brand myself if that makes sense I don't know if that makes sense because I guess in a weird way I'm kind of like branding myself because it's all about like it's all me like I am the podcast (laughs) I am it (laughs) but I think I think also starting off in social media it's important to have like a sit down conversation be like check that this is actually what you want because once you start you can stop obviously but like you can't take away information that you've ever given and so I think that's an important thing to be aware of is kind of having a very honest conversation about how you think the internet will change your life in positive or negative also what do you want to get out of it I think this is the thing starting off in social media rather than I think just yeah this is what my main answer would be just make sure you are fully aware of what you're getting yourself into and make sure you want this and if you do want this absolutely great that's incredible if you don't then you know but I think the thing is if you're aware with all of these things and it's so much easier and so much better and that is the kind of thing that I think I was quite naive with it all. I think I wasn't very switched on. And I think that it helps now knowing how much I do know about it all and knowing like the errors that I've made and like the mistakes that I've made in the past. And I think this is the thing with social media. It doesn't come overnight. It's very, it doesn't come overnight. It literally takes months and months and years and years. I've been doing this for like two and a bit years now. And I'm still at the very beginning of my journey. Like, do you know what I mean? It takes so long that I think maybe that's what makes it easier if you have something to put your, like, passion into because then it kind of gives you kind of a driving force going forward rather than just being you, you're doing it for a thing and that's easiest to stay motivated about. I think, yeah, my biggest tips for starting out in social media would be find your niche, find out what you want to do, why do you want to do this, what's the thing that you want to share, like, what is it? 
and be very clear on that in your mind because once you find a little subgroup or a niche or something it's so much easier to grow it's once I found that that I grew so much more but then also I think you've got to have a sit down conversation ask be like honest with yourself about why you want to do it and if you want to do it I think those things are massively helpful my second thing is about my comfort things which at the moment going into the winter months the comfort things are becoming even nicer see my comfort thing used to be gossip girl that's gone now um now you know I want to say Gilmore Girls but as I watched it when I'm going through a breakup I feel like I just can't watch it like if as soon as I hear that ring like that like sound of the end I forgot what intro sound as soon as I hear that I'm just like no no thank you dark time that was not fun um so I feel like I have ruined it for myself but I do love that show Gilmore Girls is so easy to watch and there is not a part of me that doesn't love that show it got it got me through some rough times it really did I feel like comfort food I don't really have a comfort food you know I don't have a food that I'm like I'm feeling really sad this is what I should eat I don't really have anything like that um chocolate the pretzel chocolate mm, they're really good they're so good or you know the chunky wee salt and vinegar crisps they're really I don't really have these aren't comfort foods these are just like foods that I think mm, they're great they're so nice comfort places I think Scarborough will always be like a little comfort place because it's my hometown I think it'll always be like it'll always feel like home and it'll always be kind of it never used to feel like home but then over the past few years like going through the lockdown going through a breakup meeting my boyfriend like Scarborough's become like an epicenter of my life and I'll always now see it as a very strong place to go back home to and I think I do I do just feel calmer there I feel because I don't know what it is maybe because it's so pretty and there's so much space and kind of I had the last year there I think that made me feel so much more settled when I was there which was really important you know there's a lot to say about going home after you finish uni and regrouping and having that year to find yourself and I think that's really important I'm kind of going to talk about that in next week's podcast episode it's like what to do when you leave uni kind of going through your early 20s it honestly because it's overwhelming there's so many different things that you can do and I really do think it does help if you're kind of more grounded when you go into your next thing because university is so overwhelming it's so easy to have no idea I had literally no idea what I was going to do and look where I am now but anyway on to the new things that I've done this week guys this is a very quick little interlude so I was thinking last night I recorded the podcast a few days ago but I was thinking last night about ways that we can all be more like interactive with each other and way that we can like get to know each other for it to feel less like like all of us together because there's so many of you listening and I feel like we'd all get along really really well and I was trying to like brainstorm different ways of doing the book club and things like this and I think I don't know if any of you listen to the Lexi podcast but a really cool thing that they've done is they have um like the Geneva you can make Geneva group chats and you'd make an account and I could make a page for you've got mail and then I could have one for like each different podcast has like a group chat about it so we can all discuss whatever I chat about and so we can have more of like an interaction that way and then you can make like I could have like a journaling prompts one and then I could have I don't know like the book club could have one so it's a way for it to become way more interactive as a podcast and also I feel like that would make it feel more like a community because Facebook is like a Facebook page is good but I don't use Facebook anymore and I don't know if any of you guys use Facebook anymore and I feel like the group chat type of way is a way that it can like be 
separate you know because also i'm always really scared like i don't want you guys to open up on the facebook chat and accidentally post it to your public profile we don't want that so if this is something that you're interested in i'm gonna try i don't know if i can do it on here but i'm gonna try and put a vote on the podcast thing and just say yes you want this i'm not gonna lie i think i'm still gonna create it because i think it'd be really fun and i'd really like it but let me know if this is something you're interested in and yeah on to the new things i've done this week Guys, the new thing I've done this week is literally read one day. I am obsessed. I am so obsessed. I am so, so obsessed. And I am very scared because my housemates have watched the film and they were, like, talking about something really sad that happens. And I don't want to say it out loud in case any of you guys are reading, but I am scared about what is going to happen because I am expecting a lovely ending and I don't think it's going to be a lovely ending because it's setting them up to fail fail but i am loving it it's about these two people falling in love who are in love but they can never really be together and it goes to i really like how it's set out because it set out so there's like the early 20s early 30s early 40s early 50s early 60s early 70s blah, blah, blah. it goes through all of the different like decades and each decade is like a chapter but it's just a ma- well just a, not really a chapter each decade has just appeared their life like a part of the book. And I think that's really nice and really clever. And it, it's a nice way to move through their lives. Makes it make more sense as well. It makes you make like nice... I just, I'm really enjoying it. It's exactly what I wanted to read. And I think you'd all really like it too. So please pick it up and read it because I think you'll like it. Also, TV wise, I've literally watched nothing. I watched Calendar Girls and that film. What a great film what a great film i think i spoke about this but watch calendar girls if you're needing a bit of like a feel-good type of film then i watched the best exotic marigold hotel that's similar vibe to calendar girls and again so easy to watch if you're wanting like a little just nice film this weekend would highly recommend those two but guys i need to go because i need to go and get ready for manchester which is gonna be i am excited i'm a little bit nervous but i am excited it's gonna be really good i hope you all had a lovely week and i'll speak to you soon make sure you're following me on instagram and on tiktok at you've got mail underscore pod and if possible if you can give me a little five star review that'd be so helpful it means more people can find me and i really appreciate it i'm sorry that my voice has been a bit gross this podcast episode but guys i literally will woke up 40 minutes ago so here we are um anyway i love you all and i'll speak to you soon bye